From KTOL, I'm Katie Anastas. The Presbyterian Church has committed to paying nearly $1 million in reparations to Juneau's Alaska Native community, more than 60 years after the closure of Reverend Walter Soboloff's church. This weekend, they began to fulfill that commitment by donating $100,000 for language revitalization programs. Dozens of kids stream into Elizabeth Paradovich Hall singing in Slinget. Most of them wear red and black regalia dotted with mother-of-pearl buttons. One wears a Chilkat robe with yellow, black, and blue form-line designs. First Alaskans Institute president and CEO Lagunai Liz Medicine Crow says it's the start of a monumental day. While we celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day, we can also celebrate the magnitude of this moment. Monday concluded three days of events meant to acknowledge the 1962 closure of Memorial Presbyterian Church, which was once located where the Juneau Fire Hall now stands. For decades, the church served a primarily Alaska Native congregation. Reverend Walter Soboloff became the church's pastor in 1940, preaching in both Slinget and English. But in 1962, the Presbyterian Church closed Soboloff's church and loaned money to a non-Native congregation to build a new one. At the time, they cited a new policy to end segregated churches. But for Alaska Native people, Medicine Crow says, the closure meant the loss of a community hub. These are not um, theoretical harms. These are real harms. These are physical, spiritual, emotional financial harms that our community endured. On Sunday, church leaders delivered a long-awaited apology. Reverend Bronwyn Boswell leads the U.S. denomination of the Presbyterian Church. She spoke at Kunea Hidi Northern Light United Church, just a few blocks away from where Memorial Presbyterian Church once stood. The Presbyterian Church USA apologizes for the act of spiritual abuse committed by the Presbyterian Church's decision of closure. The apology comes after years of advocacy by a group of Alaska Native Church members. Two years ago, the church's Native Ministries Committee came up with a list of actions and monetary contributions that could make up an apology. Some have already happened. For example, Northern Light United Church added Kuneahidi to its name, which means People's House of Healing in Slinget. They've also committed to funding scholarship programs, incorporating Tlingit language into church services, and adding Alaska Native art and architecture to the building. Frida Westman is a member of the Native Ministries Committee. What I'm excited about is bringing in younger people and children with the language, with the um, cultural practices, and um, seeing how those can be um, woven together in order to um, celebrate within the church setting our culture. At Monday's event, national church leaders gave $100,000 to Sea Alaska Heritage Institute to support language revitalization efforts. The local church gave Clinkett and Haida more than $4,000 for the tribe's cultural programs. Future payments will support other educational opportunities and tribal programs. Clinkett and Haida President Chahyaish Richard Peterson says it's important to acknowledge the role churches have played in colonization and language loss throughout Alaska. I hope that the churches really 
do step up and, and take her, their role in the healing as they took the role in the damage. There's also a new sign outside the Juno Fire Hall. It describes the closure of Sobolov's church and the Presbyterian Church's commitment to reparations. In Anchorage, Alaska Pacific University held its annual Indigenous Peoples' Day celebration. Alaska Public Media's Wesley Early attended and has this story. Eileen Sylvester says she didn't have a Native name growing up. Instead, she says her grandfather always sang the same song to her when he saw her. It was um, one sock, one shoe. And what that was all about was he knew that um, I would be a bridge between the old ways and the future and the ways that we have today. Sylvester is a vice president at South Central Foundation and the keynote speaker at Alaska Pacific University's Indigenous Peoples Day celebration. She's a tribal member of the native village of Ekwok, and she told the crowd she understood that bridge between the past and present that her grandfather spoke of when she attended the Alaska Federation of Natives convention in the early 90s. At the time, she said many Alaska native people showed up in suits and ties, signifying a transition from traditional ways to a more corporate business world. But then she remembered Will Mayo, chief of the Tanana Chiefs Conference at the time, taking center stage. He shed his suit and tie. He put on his chief's necklace. He put on his moose hide vest. He put on his moccasins. And he put on his gloves. And then if you're at AFN, you know that big, long table? He went and leaped over the table, and he started dancing. And that was a change for our people. It was such a dramatic message about not forgetting who you are, where you come from, and that being our strength. That strength was palpable at the celebration at APU as a few hundred Alaska Native and Native Americans packed the Mosley Sports Center with laughter and community. Chiquan Clinquet dancers filled the gymnasium with drumming as elders and children sang songs, even inviting audience members to participate too. A major focus of the celebration was on the next generation continuing traditions. Students from the West High School Indigenous Club wowed the crowd as they participated in Native Youth Olympics events like the high kick and stick pole. Indigenous leaders of Bartlett, a younger dance group made up of students at Bartlett High School, also performed at the event. Noelle Strick, a math teacher at the school, organized the group. We have been a group for at least three years, because uh, I'm looking at my seniors now getting ready to cry. One of those seniors, Elenia Domic, says she was nervous to perform, but she appreciated the chance to celebrate her Alaska Native heritage. It's a way for us to, you know, say that we're still here and after everything that we've been through, um, you know, we're still thriving and we're still happy and we're still putting ourselves out there for other people to witness, and so I think that's very important. Dorothy Bad Warrior says she was excited to dance in place of indigenous people who weren't allowed to dance in the past. She learned dances from Yupik mentors at the Alaska Native Heritage Center. And so I was given permission by um, Yupik to dance their song, which is pretty um, uplifting because their songs aren't really carried as much anymore. So as long as I'm able to still um, keep their songs alive and dance for them, I'm okay with it. Amber Shields, the other teacher in the dance group, says she's watched teenagers who participate become more involved in their schoolwork and more sure of themselves. I'm just very proud of them, especially for some students that, you know, weren't regularly going to school, but then seeing them, <laughs> seeing them um, come to school to, you know, start yukaking, dancing, and um, some students that were very shy um, you know, coming out of their shell. 
No matter the age or experience level, the response from the crowd remained the same for all of the dancers and performers. Joyous applause. Reporting in Anchorage, I'm Wesley Early. Bethel organizations put together a full day of celebrations for Indigenous Peoples Day at their library. As KYUK's Sunny Bean reports, the community was proud to celebrate who they are. Kimberly Jackson is helping people make a gudak, everyone's favorite dessert. So I put, because I grew up in Akak and my, the way people make it differently, the way that they grew up, and I put, I put mashed potatoes and Crisco and sugar and water. There's so many different ways you can make it, but that's how I'm making it. Serena Soulsby is teaching people to bead small flowers into earrings and bracelets. She learned when elders would come to her school for workshops during Culture Week. She likes that beading lets people express themselves and learn about the culture and themselves. I think it's just reclaiming. So a lot of reclaiming um, our culture, reclaiming who we are. The community marches down the highway with signs reading resilient, proud, free. Beforehand, Ariana Sampson, originally from Kipnuk, made a speech. She said that while today was once celebrated as Columbus Day, he didn't discover America. She said that discovery of America is built on social unrest and the loss of the indigenous way of life. Today is also a day to celebrate the resilience of our people along with our heritage. We should be proud of who we are, grateful for the beauty that is so embedded into our culture and lands. Today is a day to honor our people, a day of recognition, and to be proud of who we are. After the community marched a short loop to the hospital and back, dancers from Ayaprun Liknavik Elementary School take the stage. Today, the dancers are confident, poised. The crowd is quiet too, taking in a piece of culture once taken away. In Bethel, I'm Sunny Bean.